Are you a Jedi? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Hello there, boyos. What's going on? Welcome back to the Simple Man Podcast. My name is Brody, and absolutely nothing went on in Star Wars this week, so um, this is it. Uh, I'm going to cut it here, and uh, you guys have a great week. I'll see you next time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Nothing really crazy happened this week in Star Wars, but we do have some stuff to cover. Um, I want to talk about WandaVision a little bit, because... I'm seeing some stuff in the Marvel fandom that is really uh, sort of comparing to the Star Wars fandom. So I, I'm drawing some interesting comparisons between fans and how you know they they expect things from their content. Um, but nothing too crazy. Uh, we've got a few announcements as far as Star Wars, but overall uh, we're just gonna be kind of some kind of BSing this week. So before I get into the, you know, overall BS of this podcast, I do want to say a big thank you to you guys. Uh, th- those of you that have supported officially sw.com in any way, whether it's, you know, doing the trivias, doing the polls or getting yourself some merch, it, it really means a lot for people to go to my website and enjoy the things that are there. Um, it's it's awesome to get to share that with you guys and share our love for Star Wars. So um, everything in the merch store is 40% off. I, I said it was only going to be this weekend, but um, it'll be all week. And pretty much going forward, uh, that, that 40% off sale will be there pretty much until I get a, uh, the next drop of new merch. Um, it's going to be 40% off, but... That's for for you guys to know and take advantage of. So I I really, really appreciate all the support. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of money-making opportunities. It's it's not really about the money, but there's not a lot of money-making opportunities for us Instagram creators. Uh, So it it really means a lot when when you guys uh, buy that merch. So it's also awesome. I love seeing you guys. Uh, You know, I, I have a lot of stickers in my store uh, some pins and posters, but it's so awesome to see that stuff on like people's playstations and their water bottles. And it's just such a great thing. I mean, obviously I didn't create star Wars, but I, if you guys didn't know, I, I draw everything that's in the merch store. So I draw it on the iPad, um, you know, future these days, you don't have to use a pencil, but I use an Apple pencil to, basically create the digital art and then I turn things into star and into pins and stickers and that sort of thing. So, um, it's really awesome to share that and I'm just glad that people like it. So thank you guys. Um, I forgot to ask you guys to ask me questions. Um, I don't know why I keep forgetting to do that. I really enjoy doing that, so it'll still be a thing, but I just keep forgetting. So, um, no questions this week. But we do have a couple things to cover as far as news. Uh, so the Alphabet Squadron, the Alphabet Squadron, let me let me try and speak English correctly. The Alphabet Squadron Victory's Price um, novel came out this week. If anybody has been a fan of the Alphabet Squadron book series, uh, the final edition or, or final installment of that trilogy uh, came out this past weekend. So... Pick up Victory's Price pretty much anywhere, Amazon, uh, Target, Walmart, that sort of thing. Uh, I've ne- I haven't read Alphabet Squadron at all, but I've heard it's really, really good. Um, I've heard that it's 
got a really like deep storyline with a bunch of different characters that we don't really see in anything else. Uh, so if, if you're interested in the pilots of Star Wars and sort of like Rogue Squadron type stuff, I, I definitely think you would like it and it's it's worth a read. But I, I personally have never read it because, you know, I don't read books. But um, comics, we've got a few new comics coming out this week or, or sorry, came out this past week. Um, the High Republic number three, Star Wars Adventures number four, and Star Wars number 12. Those came out this week. Um, I'm not too familiar with the Star Wars Adventures. I, I know that's sort of like a, kind of like a, a kid type comic. I mean, all comics are pretty much made for kids, but the, uh, the adventures are like sort of even more kiddish. <laughs> um, the High Republic number three, I... I've already read that one and I'm honestly really loving the the story of this comic line. It follows some really, you know, new and unique characters and they're in a new age of Star Wars that's never really been explored before. So it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm really liking when Yoda pops up. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, he's still the same Yoda, but it's just cool to see him a little bit more in his prime per se and you know, just, I, I don't know. I love Yoda, so who doesn't? But it's pretty cool to see how there's some, you know, overlying connections to Star Wars as we know it in the main timeline from the High Republic, uh, but not not really too much. So it's, I, I really am digging that era. You know, I'm really interested to see where Star Wars kind of goes with its storylines in the next few years. I know we know a lot about, you know, the coming shows and the movies and stuff, but it's going to be pretty interesting when these kind of are fleshed out and to see, you know, where they stick the next stories because I feel like they're sort of running out in terms of the Skywalker saga timeline. You know, they can only fit so much in there and have it make sense and for things to not cancel each other out. So I'm interested to see whether, the, you know, they go forward in the timeline or back in the timeline. Um, they're obviously going back with the High Republic, but I don't know. I feel like the next trilogy is really going to be interesting to me. I think somebody asked a question a few episodes ago, sort of, what do you think the next trilogy is going to be about? And I don't know. It's it's really interesting, and I, I'm pretty excited to see what they do because I don't have many ideas. <laughs> I'm really hoping they stick with the Jedi and the Sith, uh, you know, I, I, you know, in terms of where they go with the story, because that's what Star Wars is to me, is the Force and Jedi and Sith. And obviously there's other aspects to it, you know, as far as gunslinging and spaceships and that sort of thing. But I don't know, the, the heart of Star Wars is the Force and is the Jedi and the Sith, I feel like. And you can only go so far away from that before it's you know it comes into play so that kind of brings me into the next topic of conversation with myself is there's a rumor that's going around that um if you guys aren't aware there's a cassian andor series that's in production right now and will be coming out sometime late this year or early next year um it's called andor and there's a rumor going around that Obi-Wan and Ahsoka will be making appearances in the show. So we know that Ahsoka has been brought into live action and is being played by Rosario Dawson. Um, 
and we also know that you know Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi Wan for his own show in Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ahsoka is getting her own show as well, on top of already being in the Mandalorian. So this is leading people, you know, to believe that they're going to be in Andor, and their contracts are supposedly, you know, for multiple project deals. Which, I mean, for Ahsoka specifically, seems like the Mandalorian plus something else, which would be the Ahsoka show or the Rangers of the New Republic or something like that. Um, But there's a lot of speculation and, I guess, uh, rumors going around that Obi-Wan and Ahsoka will be in Andor. So, and I don't know how to feel about that. I think it would be a little bit of overkill in a sense. I think Ahsoka makes sense. But I don't know, something about Obi-Wan being away from Tatooine just kind of, like, annoys me and doesn't make sense to me. Now, I know he probably, like, didn't just stay there and watch Luke the whole time for 19 years. Like, I know he wasn't just sitting there watching Luke for that, that whole time, but it just kind of... We've never seen him do anything else in that time period other than be on Tatooine and watch Luke. And it just seems like a little bit off that he would be so involved with the rebellion to the point where he has an impact on the story. And, you know, in, in the sense of maybe he makes an appearance, like, you know, he's a hooded figure that the rebellion meets with, you know, quickly or something like that. Now that would be pretty cool, but I, I just think that he, if he becomes sort of a big part of the show in a way where maybe like Ahsoka became part of the Mandalorian, I don't know. I just, distracts from it and I just think there's there's too much going on in that time period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and I really think they're hitting a point where it's going to stop making sense because the original trilogy made it seem like there was two Jedi and then when Luke showed up to the rebellion they were all like holy crap who's this kid he's got all kinds of crazy abilities and he's something special, right? And the galaxy seemed like he was never heard of before. Nobody's even heard of the Force. Han doesn't believe in it. Nobody's seen a Jedi in, you know, 20 plus years, and including the Rebellion. Yet we have all these characters that have started to pop up within the Disney canon, you know, like canon, Ezra, Ahsoka, that are so tied to the Rebellion. It's like, how has nobody like seen a Jedi before and like obviously Luke is special but like I feel like if Luke showed up and people had been seeing Jedi for this past 20 years like it wouldn't be that much of a surprise but I don't know so it's kind of seeming to take away from the legend of Luke Skywalker a little bit which obviously you know pisses me off because Luke is my boy but like it also is just kind of starting not to make sense in in a way and I'm curious to see if you guys agree with that. Do you think that, you know, Cal Kestis and his squad of of Jedi and Force users and Canon and Ezra and Ahsoka and the comics that, you know, we know that there are existing Jedi, do you think this makes sense that and holds true to what the original trilogy did? Because to me, it does seem like it's getting a little bit away from how the original trilogy portrayed that sort of thing with the Jedi. Um, And, you know, 
that is cool in some ways. I still love Canon and Ezra and Ahsoka, but I also really, really love the intensity and emotion behind the original trilogy. And so much of that comes from the Jedi being extinct, basically. And I don't know. I just hope that, you know, doesn't change too much. So kind of going back to the Andor thing, um, I think it would make sense that Ahsoka pops up more than Obi-Wan, just as far as, you know, her involvement with the Rebellion as Fulcrum or, or whatever. Um, it, it would make sense for her to pop up and for her to play a little bit more of an important role. I just don't want Obi-Wan to become the focus of Andor and for him to kind of steal the spotlight. So I, I'm all for it if they are in it, but I'm just hoping that they, you know, are they do it right. And I'm sure they will. That was just sort of like the first thing that I thought of when I finished the Jedi Fallen Order campaign was, okay, where were these guys, you know? They had to kill everybody off in Rogue One to make it make sense, right? They killed every single main character. But it's seeming that there's so many Jedi that are kind of lingering or staying around. And, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in Cal Kestis. I guess we don't know, you know, the end of his story. And there is a really solid time gap between that story and A New Hope. But, I don't know. It's just, it's it's interesting. And it's one of the things that, overall, as far as canon goes, kind of annoys me. Um but overall, I, I really enjoy, you know, when they bring new Jedi. Obviously, Jedi are <laughs> one of the best parts of Star Wars. So whenever we can incorporate Jedi into a story or a video game, um, you know, I'm all here for that. So I, I really enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. Don't get me wrong. It's it was a super fun game. And I really enjoy the story as well. And again, that one makes a little bit more sense because it's only a few years after Re- Revenge of the Sith. But um you know, Rebels gets pretty close to to A New Hope, and I'm assuming Andor's going to be fairly close to Rogue One, or, you know, at least a few years, so I guess we'll see, and, um, I you know, I'm here for it regardless, so that's just a rumor that's going around, though, nothing, you know, nothing's confirmed, so we'll have to see, but as far as news, that's pretty much it, um, the Bad Batch, I'll remind you about you guys about that. It's uh, premiering May 4th on Disney+. Plus. If you don't have a Disney Plus account, <laughs> don't tell anyone. I'm sure you can uh, you can pirate it somewhere online, but Disney Plus is only six bucks or seven bucks, so you should you should get it. Come on, it's Star Wars. So, but that'll be on Disney Plus May 4th. Uh, the basically the continuation of the Clone Wars. So that should be. I, I'm really excited for the Bad Batch. It's going to be awesome to have something to look forward to every week. And, you know, the Clone Wars creators are just so dedicated and hardworking. So I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. Um, <laughs> talking about the Bad Batch, there's something that they released this week. It was an image of Fennec Shand from the Bad Batch. So Fennec Shand, if you're not aware, is the sniper uh bounty hunter that's in the Mandalorian um you know Boba Boba Fett's kind of right hand lady um she is going to be in the bad batch so kind I I'm thinking it's sort of her origin story a little bit within the the bad batch and maybe how she became a bounty hunter but so they released an official image of like her whole face and and a little bit of her and people just like completely destroyed it <laughs> for what it looked like um 
if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's basically just a picture, like a character poster. Um, there's like an exploding background and it's just her, uh, like her torso on up. And I mean, you know, for an animated character that we're talking about here, people just got outraged by the way it looked. And I guess it wasn't as accurate to her look as they wanted to, wanted it to be. Um, she was wearing the same outfit that she wears in the Mandalorian, which I'm not sure if that's intentional. Like they wanted to just, they didn't want to reveal her outfit or something like that. Uh, but people got super upset about that and the fact that she was wearing the same outfit, which makes sense. I mean, there's about a 25 year gap between the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. So to be wearing the same outfit is a little far fetched, but I think there might be something to them not wanting to show her outfit or wanting it to be just her, you know, signature look for the show. You know, I feel like a lot of the times in animation and cartoons, characters have one outfit. You know, they don't switch outfits within the episode. So I know Star Wars is a little bit different, but that that could be the case. But either way, <laughs> people were grown men were getting mad about the way this animated character looked. And just another example of the internet and opinions being thrown around when they don't need to be <laughs> you know that's such a big problem and I'll always say it, it's such a big problem like everybody has an opinion on everything there cannot be anything without millions of opinions publicized towards it you know back in the day it just wasn't like that and I think you know society kind of shapes itself by how the media is represented and the fact that people can review every single thing is just getting to the point where it makes it no fun, you know? Like, I, I'm so tired of just not being able to enjoy just a simple character poster because it's a big deal. It, because people are upset about it. It's like, dude, I don't give a damn what Fennec Shand looks like in The Bad Batch. Like, I just, like... I like Fennec Shand, but do I care what she looked like? You know, I don't know. It just kind of like blows my mind. It doesn't make sense to me why anybody who's maybe like not an artist or something, maybe if they care about it in that way, we're like, oh, they get technical about it. Like, why would you care about that? You know, you're 30 years old. Go to work, bro. Like, get off your phone. I just, I just don't get that. And I mean, it's not only Star Wars, it's the entire internet, which is just honestly blowing my mind, and it's very discouraging as far as just being a person in society. <laughs> um, I think it's just getting to a point where people, it, it's where we're getting to a dangerous point where the internet is shaping shaping what happens, you know? So something if something goes viral and there's a big hashtag that goes around, people start making decisions based on that hashtag. It's not only on a personal level, it's at like a company level, you know? When, I mean, this is just an example. I mean, this is super closely related, but the Gina Carano thing, there was a hashtag, fire Gina Carano, and that day they released a statement to the media, you know? And it influenced them. I mean, I think, you know, they were going to let her go regardless, but it influenced them to publicize it that day because they were being pressured to. And I mean, that is just so widespread and 
it's a big problem. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm, you know, a social societal genius, but like, I know that's a big problem. And I know, you know, the internet should not have that much control over real life. So kind of scary and kind of, you know, are, are we in the multiverse? I think we are because the internet is basically, you know, like a second reality and a second life. And whew, it's becoming way too important to people. So it's it's a scary time. And that's coming from somebody who is on the internet all the freaking time, you know. And I'm always posting and doing all kinds of crap. But, like, it's just not, like, that important to me. I do it because it's fun, not because it's, like, my, like, entire personality, you know. I don't know, man. We're We're just... We're getting into that, like, Ready Player One and, like, 1984-type sort of situations as a society, I feel like. So, watch your thoughts. They're, you're you're about to get in trouble for, like, the things that go on inside your head, I feel like. So, <laughs> sorry to get a little bit off topic. It's just, man, the internet is just a toxic place, and I cannot imagine, like... Would you would you let your kids go on the internet? I this is something that I think about. You know, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm you know gonna have kids within the next ten years probably. I'm like, geez, like, like, would you let your kids go on the internet without supervision? You know, I wouldn't. I think it's crazy. I mean, obviously we all did, and we like. I look at crazy shit on the internet, but it's like I'm to a point where I don't know. I didn't grow up with that. I didn't grow up with social media, so it's like. I feel like it was a, I didn't miss out on it, you know, so I feel like I wouldn't want my kid to be on there and being influenced by it because it's honestly just not a healthy thing in almost every way, which is like (laughs) pretty disappointing, you know, because it's such a big part of our lives, but sorry, I got real deep there for a second. Um, Let's see, what were we talking about? Star Wars? I thought we were talking about deep societal issues. Um, that's pretty much it as far as Star Wars this week. So kind of going along with that topic, um, WandaVision, the finale aired this week. Um, if you're not familiar with WandaVision, it's a Marvel show. It's a show about Wanda and Vision. Um, it's a show that basically followed up the end of the Marvel Cinematic um, Universe's phase four. So like their big phase with Endgame it was, it's over, and WandaVision's sort of like the first really, I mean, other than Far From Home, that was a couple years ago, but this is the first big project that Marvel's had in quite a while, so Marvel nerds are going crazy on the internet, you know, every single week, they've been just losing their minds, either in a good way or a bad way, about the show, Um, and it's really interesting to see how closely related and similar reactions to um, Star Wars, you know, that Marvel fans have. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who are both Star Wars and Marvel fans alike. And, but there are also, you know, a lot of people who are kind of on the Star Wars side and on the Marvel side. And it's pretty interesting to see how, you know, fans act towards their fandom. I feel like Marvel fans have a pretty solid reputation for like appreciating most of the content that comes out. Um, 
Marvel's a, a lot different than Star Wars. That's a whole topic of conversation. But you know, Marvel's a lot different than Star Wars in the way that it's it's comic book superheroes and not an exact story like you know Star Wars is, where it's finite with what you can do with it. I feel like comic books and superheroes are almost you know infinite possibilities. Um, but I feel like Marvel fans have a pretty solid reputation for not being like total a holes. Uh, towards the franchise that they say that they love. Um, but with WandaVision, surprisingly, I guess there's been a lot of hate going around and a lot of uh, like disappointment towards the show, which is really interesting to me because as a Marvel fan, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, an insane Marvel nerd, but I really enjoy Marvel and all their movies. And I thought WandaVision was honestly one of the most incredible shows I might have ever watched because of its creativity and just how unique it was. I mean, from from the start, it being this idea of, you know, the 50s and 60s TV show type thing, I, I thought that was amazing. Even when, like, the story wasn't moving along, I thought that was just such a cool idea of how they kind of threw it back and paid homage to the styles of sitcoms, you know, that there were back in the day. And then, you know, the story started to develop at like episode four and five. And I was like, wow, this is really, really good. And seeing the finale, I'll just put a spoiler alert just in case I say anything. So if you haven't seen WandaVision finale, just be aware. Um, you know, seeing the finale, I, it was incredible. I thought, I thought it was such a good ending to the story of WandaVision. It's only going to be one season, so there's not going to be any more WandaVision. Um, and they did a really good job of making it a complete story in itself. But also, you know, we're, we know that Marvel always leads onto more things and more projects and things tie in. So I thought they did a really good job of kind of, you know, setting up Wanda and the Scarlet Witch and, you know, possibly Vision again. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I guess a lot of fans, you know, were disappointed and thought that, you know, Quicksilver should have done this and he should have been this way. And, you know, Wanda, you know, why wasn't Magneto there to be related to Wanda? And, oh, white, the, the white silvery vision, he was only there for five minutes and was nothing. And, like, just all these types of complaints, man. And it's just like, ah. Oh. It just sounds like The Last Jedi. <laughs> I it I just can't believe that people are just so one-sided with movies and shows and art. It's like, it's not made specifically for you. It's not going to go exactly the way that you want it to. Like, the way that people were talking about the Quicksilver thing and the way that they thought that, you know, Evan Peters, who was in the Fox produced X-Men as Quicksilver. He was, you know, brought into this show. You know, people wanted it so bad for there to be a connection. And <laughs> it was a boner joke. <laughs> His name was Ralph Boner. And he really, I don't think he was the Quicksilver that people thought he was. Um, they used him as basically just a character, you know, and they wanted to do that. They wanted to make you think, oh, who is he? Who is he? Is it Quicksilver from the multiverse? You know, they want to do that to you. It's that's the point. But people get so upset that it wasn't what they wanted it to be that it 
affects the whole their whole enjoyment of the show. And that is just so similar to what happens with Star Wars and Star Wars fans. And I mean, I've just been seeing that for pretty much since the last Jedi. I mean, it happened with the Force Awakens a little bit, but surprisingly with that being the first movie back, I mean, it wasn't too bad as far as backlash and people being upset. But ever since The Last Jedi, man, it has made... I think The Last Jedi had an effect just on movies in general and like those types of fandoms because ever since then, people have been so hypercritical of everything that goes into TV and movies. And everybody's an expert. Everybody's a director. Everybody's a producer. Everybody's an actor. Everybody's a cinematographer, expert choreographer. You know, like, I just... Everybody's an industry expert on Twitter. And it just makes it to where I feel like people can't enjoy it. Like, I want to go on social media and enjoy it. Like, I want to see content that's just fun. And But all I ever see is people just shitting on whatever just came out. And, I mean, that's more specifically, obviously, towards, like, the Explore page. I mean, when I go on my feed, I try and keep, you know, my social feeds to a non-toxic level. <laughs> you know, I don't go on there to see toxic shit. But if you go on any type of explore pages and they show you related content to what you normally view, it kind of gives you like another angle. And a lot of the times it's that negative angle. And man, I'm just so tired of seeing it. Like, why do you hate the things that you love? <laughs> I I just want to enjoy Star Wars and I want to enjoy Marvel and DC and whatnot. And it's not going to be perfect ever. So I don't know if it's people just being young and, you know, or or if it's really a problem with like the internet and society and young people these days. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. It's just, it's it's a toxic environment. And I just think there should be a lot more, you know, support given to the people who create these shows and, and these movies. If you love movies and shows and you have any interest in art or creativity or have done anything like that, you have an appreciation for other people's creations. And it just, honestly, it's it's annoying to see that and to see people not be so appreciative of these amazing things that we get nowadays. Because, I mean, dude, they used to watch, like, Leave it to Beaver and, like, I don't know, man. Even the shows that we watched when we were younger, like... I mean, I go back and I'll watch something like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That's a great show. But it's like, now I'm watching The Mandalorian. If I was watching The Mandalorian as a kid, bro, I'd be like so inspired and so like just obsessed with it. Zack and Cody was fun because it was on TV, you know. But nowadays, kids are so lucky with what they get to watch. And I mean, maybe it's the, you know, streaming sort of culture and giving you exactly what you want when you want it. That can turn people into selfish little a-holes, you know? It, I mean, I really think the internet is shaping young people to be this give me what I want when I want right now, you know? And it's, it's just a toxic way of life because things don't work like that. And not not only give me what I want, but give me the best of the best of the best of what I want. I don't want anything that's even close to, you know, 
second grade or, or low level. I want the best of the best always. And it's just just not realistic and an ungrateful way to to be. So sorry, I just went on a like twenty minute rant about the internet. <laughs> you know, that's why you guys are the best therapists because, you know, I can come here and get out my internet beef that I got. I like to, I honestly, I really do like to keep sort of like internet life and real life separate and not be so focused on the internet because it can just suck you in forever. So, you know, it's, I, I, I like to have specific times for it and, you know, have that time. I honestly, I seriously recommend, I don't know if I'm about to sound like an old man right now, but like put your phone down, put your phone away, have like a designated time where your phone's not around. Because, or, you know, at least a time where you're not, like, on it. You know, it, obviously you need your phone if somebody calls you or texts you or something. But, like, have a designated time where you're not surfing Instagram or on YouTube or something. Like, it, it really will just kind of relax your mind and clear your mind. And, you know, things are going to be there the next day. It's, I, there's so much pressure to get things now and have, you know, know the information now. But it's just, like... Read the paper the next day, man. I am sounding like a grandpa. I'm t- shit, man. It's the Grandpa Man podcast. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. I don't know. I I I just think we're we've got our heads wrapped around these phones so much, and you know, I'm I'm a culprit too. But I I really do try and make an effort to, um, you know, sort of have my breaks and and that sort of thing. And also I I try not to like contribute to the negativity on the internet. I don't know. There's a lot of trolls obviously that just like to have fun, but like I've seen people get hurt (laughs) by the internet and it's just, it's not cool in any way. So sorry about the internet culture hour. I know there wasn't too much star Wars in this podcast, but uh, you know, you guys are the best therapists. This is this is why I'm here. You know, I'm here to just tell you guys my problems and pass them on to you so I don't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> so that's about it for this episode, guys. Check out officiallysw.com for, you know, all your Star Wars goods. Um, next week, I'm going to have a guest on, so look forward to that. i got to give a big shout-out to my producers, Chase, Cooper, and Kaylee. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. May the force be with you and have a great week. Peace.